0: Welcome to the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samorlov. Today, I wanted to do a special episode and kind of a new feature that I'll be adding to the podcast calling the Now You Do It series, really. And this is where I will give you a very specific thing you can do to prepare your business, do something for your launch, and it will be usually like a four or five step process. And I think that will be super helpful because a lot of what I talk about, I really teach in a very mom way, where I want you to figure a lot of the stuff out. I wanna give you the, the options and the ideas, and I want you to find your way, almost like a child's would when they're first deciding and discovering what they're interested in and what they maybe wanna do for an after-school activity. (laughs) That's the same way that I approach launching and teaching about launching. So one of the biggest questions that I get pretty much ever is when do I start building my when do I start telling people that I'm launching? When do I start leaking my launch? And this is something that I have talked about often on the blog. I I even have there is one launch leaking blog post which I will link to in the show notes. And I and I actually do talk about it quite a bit inside Fearless Launching, which you can also check out, fearlesslaunching.com. And the way I approach leaking your launch, and first of all, leaking your launch really just means that period of time before you really start even putting out content to get people ready, to get people ready for your launch. So that is what where I start the leaking process, the hints, the teasing, the the very natural mentions of things. And we can go into that in a little bit, but today I'm going to give you my five step list building and engagement strategy that you should do before you launch your next course. Because in addition to leaking your launch, you really should be focusing on list building and re engaging with your current um, subscribers because it's very easy to think that you're being engaged with them, but you need things to kind of burst into their attention. You need to try to find ways to re-kind of get to know people who maybe have fallen off the your radar or you've fallen off their radar or whatever. So if you are launching soon, this five-step promotion strategy is, is great um, because you can start at six plus weeks before you plan on opening the doors to whatever thing you're launching. If it's an online course or it's a digital digital product, this is a really, really a great way to just get people reengaged and it's not difficult, especially if you've already got a lot of things in place. You've already been blogging or you've already been creating content online. None of what I'm about to say to you is going to be difficult, but it's a great thing to just kind of put into your launch, your own launch system, because we each should have our own and do this every time you launch. And while this is mostly geared toward those of you planning to launch online courses and digital products or coaching services, you can also apply this to physical product launches as well. And you'll just have to keep asking yourself, why? Why why would I do this? And what what am I going to do? Um, I'm going to give you specifically some reasons, first of all, why this strategy is so important. Um, This basically helps you do a few key things before we really dive into it. And I think the, these two, two key things make it a completely non-skippable thing to do. And here it is. First, what, what, you'll, what you'll be able to do as a result of this is re-engage with those current subscribers, community members in various places, whether you have Facebook groups, whether you're in Facebook groups, it gets people to pay, repay attention to you. And then, of course, it allows you to encourage new subscribers to join your list and have a chance to get to know them, too, before you launch. So that's a really big deal, get to know them before the launch. Um, You definitely don't want to re-engage or even engage new people and then just be immediately launching. So what this means is if you start this at least six weeks before you launch, you'll be able to warm up people who join your list fresh without bombing them immediately with your launch messages. And you're gonna also get others who may have forgotten that they were interested and give them a new reason to kind of pay attention. Um, So let's dive in to the five kind of part process. And this is a super simple thing, guys. This is super simple. So you can write these down and also I will have like a little download for you too. So no worries about that. So for number one, step one, choose and update your best performing lead magnet or freebie. If you already have an online business or you've been creating, and if you don't even have one, well, you create one, but let's just assume for for the sake of this exercise, you already have, you know, some freebies available, some lead magnets, pick one, breathe some new life into it by adding a resource, maybe redesigning the look of it really dust it off and get it ready to share again. And there's a good chance that in between bigger launches, people have forgotten about that thing they downloaded from you so long ago. I mean, I know that I download stuff all the time and I generally forget about them. So it's good to remind people what you've got. Important here is that you choose the lead magnet or freebie that directly relates to whatever you're going to be launching. So if this is the first time you're promoting the freebie, you might not have that information yet or know for sure that it leads directly to your product or that it even helps convert people into a customer. And that's okay. And even if you have launched something, it's okay. Um, do your best to make a case for the path someone will take to get to the product. Talk it out, just say this is, you know, and if you can't tell, go to what you want to offer, like you think you want to launch, and think, okay, what would be one step before that? Or what would be a few steps before that? What would get them ready for my launch. I think now that I'm saying it out loud, I think probably what I should do is an episode, a now you do it feature uh, for choosing that lead magnet that not only is a great list builder, but leads directly into what you're going to launch. Because I do feel like people are making lots of cheat sheets, lots of freebies, but are they actually leading to sales? So also if you are creating this opt-in for the first time, you will need to do a little extra setup work, and that will require some tools, possibly, um, especially if you don't have, have them really all set up yet. I'll tell you that for my all of my freebies, whether it's a webinar, like an event, a workshop, a, a cheat sheet, a workbook, whatever... I use across the board, a very simple setup. I always make those on landing pages using lead pages. And I always have either a, sometimes they don't have the confirm your email page, but they do have those inside lead pages. So I have the opt-in, the confirm your email, and the thank you page all set up and integrated with my email service provider. So whatever that is for you. And they do connect with most of the most common providers. So Kind of takeaway for this one is most importantly about choosing this lead magnet in step one is to make sure that your pre-launch, this, this actually leads directly to whatever you're launching next. This And this is really a pre, pre I, I was looking at my notes here and I'm like, no, it's your pre-pre-launch. You want to make sure that this lead magnet is like something that exists in your world that logically leads people to the next step. And if you need help with that, then you need to maybe start talking to your, some of your past customers or people who are in your audience now and ask them what they need now. Give them some sort of a solution now. Okay, on to step two. So so step two of this, you've got your updated lead magnet. Step two, and again, we're assuming here that you do have some of this in place. So if you don't, it just means you're starting it from scratch. Um, but let's just say you have an you have your lead magnet. Now take a look at the emails that go out. Once you, once people sign up for that, you want to make sure that they're updated, they're relevant, maybe have some, a little bit new material in them. Cause this is another thing that when you do go out to your list, your current list, you can say, Hey, I've updated this. There's even a new email series and it's going to teach you this. Um, You don't need to put any coming soon messages in the emails or in the PS or anything like that. This is purely a way to let, I mean, you can definitely mention your product for sure. You can reference your product. like We talk about more more about this inside Fearless Launching or whatever. But the most important thing is that you're able to give value and you can point out resources and one of those resources might be what you're going to launch. Now, important for this, I like to have at least three emails, but it could actually be more, three or four emails that go out over the first couple of weeks, spread apart. Because if you are releasing this updated lead magnet, like, let's say six weeks in, in advance of the actual open date of your launch, you want to have at least a couple of weeks, maybe even two and a half weeks, where you're kind of sending them getting them warmed up, getting people warmed up, getting people used to how you communicate. You may even want to make that a three-week sequence. And you want to be really, really conscious of what other emails get sent to them as well. Now, some pe- some people, and, and I've actually had some trouble with this inside my current setup, but I'll be fixing that very soon. Um, but it is important to think what are they? What else are they getting? So that's important. So make sure that you have enough time to send them three or four emails so that they get to know you. And some examples of things that might go in this autoresponder are, let's say your first email is, here's what you asked for and what are you struggling with? And maybe email two, like three or four days later is click this link. I have something else for you. Or maybe email three is, I thought you might like this post and just send them back to the blog. You wanna kind of be... Kind of like sending them to different places and doing all this type of type of um, call to action is the key here, because then they get used to interacting with your emails, interacting with you. And you really do have to lead them to something valuable for them. So really think about these things that you're linking to. And then maybe email four is, hey, I've got one more resource for you. Or maybe email four is, hey, in a couple of weeks we're gonna be doing this webinar. I wanna make sure I answer any questions. Since you just jumped on my list, let me know. Um, Or I always do monthly webinars, something like that. Um, And if you want more details on what to write during your launch, because maybe you've got this whole pre-period done, Uh, I'm also going to, there's a link in the show notes so that you can sign up for my free launch email course, which is the most important emails to write during your launch. And you can click on that in there, but it's, it's like a five day email course. And it's purely to like, just give you some insight on the exact emails that you can't skip (laughs) inside a launch. Okay. Step number three, So you've got your opt-in all set up. People can opt-in, they can receive emails now, and they're gonna have an email sequence. Now what I want you to do is focus on creating a blog post for your updated opt-in. Think of this, think of it as a sales page for your opt-in in a sense. So why someone might need it, maybe even a quick tour of what someone can learn in the actual download of freebie, maybe a key to the post key to like the re the main key the reason the key reason why they want to sign up for this and the most important thing about this post in general is to make it as evergreen as possible so you can just keep sharing it it keeps getting shared let's say if you use edgar you can pop it in your library and it'll keep coming out and it'll keep getting people into your your kind of sequence i don't want to call it your funnel but your funnel and yes it is very important to keep it evergreen because you want to think of this as a sales page for your freebie so try to be intentional about the keywords you use in the URL and the post and meta descriptions that might all come up if you use yoast SEO and also make sure images have alt tags descriptions so you want this to not only be valuable and just show someone why they need to sign up for it but you want to have all the seo done to it so if you want an seo checklist of sorts i can probably yeah i will i there is definitely at least a few blog posts that i can link to from my friend liz lockard who has been on the blog a few times and i will link those for you but You can, if you download Yoast, SEO Yoast or whatever it's called, you can basically, they give you tips on how to make your post more SEO friendly. And I think that's a good starting point. So you'll find this blog post that I'm gonna link also as an example of how when I updated the launch workbook last year, I decided to release it separately from the entire Launch Essentials Toolkit. So you might have an opt-in now that you pull out of an existing opt-in and to make it its own thing and make it its most, like an important piece of the toolkit, kind of like deconstructing what they have to do and then you can still send them into that toolkit, but you maybe you get them interested by showing them that there's just a workbook and I'll put that link in the show notes, but it's basically if you look up how to start planning your next launch workbook, you will find that post. So create the post. Next, um, make some new graphics to share on all the platforms that are visual. So Pinterest, which is totally my new slash old love, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, get in the habit of having all image sizes created for your blog posts and for all of your resources, because with tools like Canva, PicMonkey, good old Photoshop, this should be a snap to turn your one image into multiple ones. Use your own images, please, to avoid any problems, especially because you are using the images to essentially sell and promote your product. And once you finish making those images, email, write an email to your current list about the new resource, why you updated it, and send them to the blog, blog post to download it important. I mean, you could actually click, like have a link, just say, Hey, click this link and I'll just send it to you. You don't have to opt in again, but sometimes you want that traffic to the site. You want them to see it because then there's a chance they'll share it too. And maybe you can even say, and ask them to share it. (laughs) Um, this can be as simple as an new resource added email. If you can, create a link where they can be marked in your system and go straight to the newer updated resource, like I mentioned, which can be done in certain, like an in Infusionsoft, Entreport, ConvertKit. Extra credit, if you can give them a special email or give them the updated resource first. This is um, one of those little things that I like to do, and that is find a way to, oh find a way always to like give people who are on my list the deal first, the, the insight first. And, but you don't have to, you don't, you're, it's not a requirement. But I do think having a special sequence for those people is actually kind of smart. So though that's super extra credit. And maybe we'll go into that more advanced kind of email segmentation and marketing in another episode. But get that email written and out to your new, uh, out to your list. Number six, oh, wow, I actually said it was only a five-step process. It's six. So the next one is to promote your post on social media, share it in your Facebook groups, put it on regular rotation. Don't be afraid to try new channels, especially this six-week mark before your launch. It's not uncommon to see people who just get to know you jump in as customers instead of the ones you've been nurturing for a while. No joke, uh, I remember when I was launching a new product for the first time and I was using... Periscope a lot at the time. Most of the people who signed up for that first beta round of the class were on Periscope with me. So, don't be surprised if some of your longtime visitors, longtime subscribers, just aren't even signing up or even active. Look for always be looking for new channels where you can um, where people are paying attention and they start to pay attention to you. And uh, don't be upset though that those those. Past customers or those past audience members aren't really doing anything. I feel like that's the nature of our attention span is that, you know, we get interested in something and then, then we're not. And then maybe maybe doing things like this where you update things, hey, I, I changed this or I created this, you know, you just have to do your best to kind of excite Add excitement kind of milestones throughout your year so that you can keep people engaged. But don't feel bad that they are falling off (laughs) the, the radar a little bit. And get as visual as you can in advance so you can see what to focus on during the launch. And that's why I say just do all the channels all the time. And then once the launch comes, then you focus on the ones that actually are important, that you know people, and that you just you might just discover like, oh my gosh, Pinterest is my place. Or, oh my gosh, Snapchat, everybody followed me there. Um, so that's just up to you and that stuff you find out. Now, bonus points for this. You might be hearing, <laughs> so uh, regarding social media and promotion and all of this, you might be thinking, well, what about maybe Facebook ads? And that that's definitely in the bonus points and extra credit column. But here's what I would do, even if you are not planning on using ads yet. But I think you should start embracing that a little bit. Even if you have 50 bucks and you're like, okay, I'm going to spend 50 bucks on this next launch, whatever it is, maybe you're going to spend 50 bucks every month to amp up your subscribers. Let's just say that is your budget. So what you're going to need to do is you should be adding a Facebook pixel to your website in order to retarget visitors in your Facebook ads. So if you're hearing that and you're like, Pixel, what? Where do I put it? What is this? I'm gonna gonna give you a link in the show notes that this is a simple guide directly from Facebook, how to do it, you know, step-by-step, how to install the, the code, a pixel is just a code, how to install that code to your website. It's actually really easy There's even a plugin, so there's like a box that says Facebook Pixel. And there's a lot of you that you'll be able to do with this information going forward. So I say get that Pixel gathering information because making ads for people who visit certain types of posts, making ads for people who are your customers, and you know, making ads for people who are on your list, that's coming soon too for you if you haven't tried that already. Making ads for people similar to your current website visitors and making ads for people similar to the people who've already bought from you. Okay, so I want more of those people. This is how you do that and this is your first step and an important one even if you're not using ads just yet. So what is next? So let's just go over those five steps again. So, number one, update your best performing lead magnet or create one, create a freebie. Step two is going to be take a peek at that autoresponder and make sure that there are three to four emails that go out over maybe two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks. It just depends on what you feel comfortable with. Create a blog post for your updated opt in and try to think of it as the sales page for your opt in that you're going to keep being able to share and even update maybe as time goes on. And that's okay. That's a that's another topic as well. Uh, step four, you're going to make some graphic images so that you'll be able to share those on all of your, plat, your social media platforms and put into your blog post as well. Step five, you're going to email your current list and about the new resource and why you updated it and send them to the blog post to download it. Or you can just, send them a link, but I say get, get the traffic, get the traffic to your blog post. Um, and step six, promote your post on social media, share it in your Facebook groups and put it in your regular promotion rotation and perhaps even find some posts that exist on your site where you can link back to that blog post. And that is it, my friends. I'm going to provide you with a simple checklist so that you can get to work. But I think this is a pretty self-explanatory, simple process. And if you do this well before your launch, like six weeks or so is when it should start and should be ready. So you're going to probably have to back up maybe eight weeks, uh, spend the two weeks before that, getting everything ready, and then release it. Use this as your practice launch. And Yeah. And then all you have to do is reignite this anytime you want to launch that same thing. All right. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you enjoyed this. Now you do it episode of the fearless launching show. And I look forward to hearing from you and what you discover as you update your existing freebies and make them launch ready. Okay. So have a great week and I will talk to you very, very soon. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. I so appreciate it. And I am looking forward to much more. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.